welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. John Terzian and Brian Toll of the Atro Group break the mold in becoming global hospitality leaders who have changed the hospitality game with their portfolio of forward-thinking restaurant and nightlife concepts and branding. The dynamic pairing talk on the aesthetics of having a niche specialty and bringing people together, recognizing different social climates and balancing their own personal lives while they show no signs of stopping. We're so excited to have you guys on. You guys are so inspirational and I know that everyone that's on the podcast is excited to hear your guys' story. We want to know just a little backstory and how did you guys meet and then eventually create Atro Group together? This is John Terzian speaking. So yeah, I mean, Brian and I are both born and raised Los Angeles. It's a, it's a pretty key aspect. I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing if I wasn't, if I didn't stay here my whole life. And we both uh, went to different high schools, went to, he went to Beverly. I went to Harvard Westlake. We both went to USC, similar friend groups the whole time. We're friends in college. Yeah. And when we got out, I went to law school. Brian um, was continuing and doing his he had a pretty big uh, event uh, promotion company and I was doing uh, similar stuff on a smaller scale and started working with DJ AM, who was kind of the first celebrity DJ at the time. I mean, when I got out of law school, I didn't pass the bar, couldn't get a job. It was a pretty low time. And AM was, you know, he was like, you know, you have, you, you have this art background, you have these promotions, like come work with me. So I did with him and his manager at the time. And we opened a club or they did, but I was working at called LAX and Part of my idea was to bring in big promotions, and that was uh, Brian at the time had had a big promotion company, and so I had I brought him in, and it's when we really started working together. Um, and LAX was like, you know, it was in Hollywood, it was the spot. You're talking two thousand four and five. Um, and I realized that time though I was I was a true entrepreneur at heart. I didn't really want to. I didn't think I could ever really work for anyone. I think Brian was the same. And I came to him about us, you know, teaming up, opening our own place. Uh, he had a really great sense of the of the business side. I am, I can barely add. I have a, I have a horrible sense of the business side, but uh, I have an artistic side. And uh, I, we, we, since we were both <clears throat> born and raised in LA, we were like, you know, we'll build these places, cater to our friends and their friends. You know, at the time, we were we looked up to places like in New York and London, and in LA, nightlife was really seedy and not well thought out. The only one really doing anything was SBE and Nazarian. So we're like, you know, we could do our thing and be the cool, you know, VIP luxury version. We really grew from there, opened our first nightclub um, and, you know, uh, went on from there and got, you know, more and more into 
restaurants and lounges as, as we grew. And so that's, that's kind of how we, you know, started Hwood. That's amazing. Hwood group definitely has its own aesthetic and it definitely sets you guys apart from all the other hospitality groups. And yep. with saying that, what other challenges do you guys have when you have such a big hospitality group like this? What challenges come up for you guys when dealing with all these different restaurants and clubs? I mean, I think at this point we have a really good formula and we know what works and how to be successful. So I'd say, you know, obviously COVID was a challenge, but on a normal basis, I think just keeping everything organized, right? We have so many venues. It's hard to keep track of, of everything and oversee all of it. You know, our job has really changed over the years. At first we were two young guys, as John said, who just wanted to open a nightclub. And now, you know, we're, we're really just running a business day to day. We have 800 employees. We have to worry about, lawsuits and insurance and making sure our investors are happy and making sure the places are are making money and so it's very different from 20 years or 15 years ago when we started where our main job was like inviting people out and making sure the venues were full right I, I, we still do some of that but i don't think that's like our day-to-day focus so and now as we expand keeping track of all the construction making sure projects stay on time. And that I, I think that's a huge challenge as well. I actually wanted to piggyback on the aesthetics that you guys have, because every single one of your guys' place are all different. Where is all that inspiration coming from? It's, they're all beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think uh, it means a lot because we truly set out to do that. So it means a lot when people recognize it because, you know, one time people were like, oh, no one really cares what a nightclub, for example, looks like. It's like, well, we think the right people do, and that's who we're catering to, and, and it, it's paid off. I think we looked, there's a couple of things. Personally, my background's art. I got into college on art, so like a failed artist, it allows me to kind of do that stuff. We design all the places with, uh, is it a uh, person, John Sofio and Rebecca, they have a company um, that have been with us since kind of day one when we had nothing, when we were building a shore bar, to be honest, which, so it's been 10 years, and we collaborate on all of them, and and I think our biggest thing was we looked at what our predecessors were doing and no knock on anyone because we wouldn't be here without them, but everyone seemed to push everything looking the same. And it was all about the company and the brand and all the same. We basically did the opposite. We were like, we want each project, each venue, each concept we do to live and breathe on its own. And we, John, Brian, our team, H would be under the radar. Like it does it, you know, at the end of the day, the, let the venue and the place speak for itself. And so that's, that's how we started. That's truly how we have continued it, except for when we're repeating, you know, opening the same Delilah in a different city. But we really love and believe in the, in the fact that, you know, each venue should be its own being and its own, its own unique thing. And, and that's what we've stuck to. And the, the actual concept and creative behind it is inspired, you know, it's really all of us collectively doing it, which is the fun part. And yeah. it's, it's usually a noticing a niche. Uh, it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's noticing what, what hasn't been done or needs and what would work and kind of filling that void and actually paying attention to it and doing it that way. Yeah, I think that's what sets you guys apart from most of everybody that's in this industry, just because they just try to to keep what's trending. And when you guys separate yourselves and doing something new and different, and then taking on a creative side of it, that makes it more innovative and pulls you apart. How do you guys get in that process of knowing that's what 
the next, you know, where you're taking that next brand or that next concept? Uh, you know, I don't think there's a science to that. We, we, and I say this in a good way and bad way, we, yeah. fight, we fight a lot, uh, but it's almost like, it's almost like sibling fights, me and Brian and Tony and Adam and everyone, you know, we've been together so long. I think we're, you know, we just, we talk it out really and see what the moves are. You know, I definitely, I definitely love and have a passion for creating these venues and being a major part of like the look and feel and what we're doing. So, you know, I tend to try to really drive that side. Um, Brian has a ton of input on that, but he has a, he has really handles all the operational side and business side and how we're going to go about it. So we really like go through what are the moves where, where we think we need to be. And, you know, right now COVID was a really, was an interesting time for us while it was the hardest time. I think it allowed us as people and our company to like focus on what we do best and what our best brands were. So we really focus on now our, our whole focus, this currently is our brands, uh, Delilah, Nice Guy, Slab, and our new members place that we're opening. And so we've kind of really honed in on that. Not that we're not doing others. We have other projects that we're doing and other venues we're opening, but that was a big thing for us. And so we sit here and identify what market we're going to open, how we're going to do it, what's going to be different or the same about it. You know, those are all just big talk. It's all communication. It's all kind of a teamwork, but... It's not a, it's not a simple science, you know, every part of your venues are all a sensory experience. I think every single one has its own thing, like you said, and you'll know that it's an age wood group venue because of all of the elements that are in, inside the, the venue. And uh, with saying that, when did you guys experience that mind shift to take Hwood as a full-on brand to the more innovative level and expand more globally outside of nightlife and restaurants? I think it kind of just grew with us and then let's take a quick break and talk about the radiant glow oil cleanser by the lifestyle co it contains clean active ingredients like rosehip aloe leaf and bergamot which work together to dry and nourish and remove grime from the skin best part it keeps your face hydrated and leaves it a dewy glow after using it's a perfect addition to your skin regime during fall and winter it's honestly been my secret weapon to keeping my skin clear our listeners get a quick special code to try this results-driven cleanser with 30% off using Break the Mold at checkout at www.thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. Now let's get back to the show. Meaning like we started, a, we never set out and said we want to start a hospitality company. We just, we're sort of both in nightlife and different avenues. We enjoyed it. We loved the getting people together, the organizing the events, the kind of marketing of of something. So I, I would say that is what got us into it initially. Yeah. Right. A lot of people get into this for the wrong reason. They get into it to party and drink and just, they want to be around celebrities or this, or that. And like, that was never our mindset. We, we really just loved, I don't know how to say it other than like getting people together. Right. Anytime it was anyone's birthday, whether it was like in high school or college, I felt like I helped organize it or whatever. And so John, I think is, was sort of similar. So when we had the first Hwood, we had every friend or every person we had ever met, like was doing their birthday there. And so started with that mindset, grew to not, then, you know, went from one nightclub to two nightclubs to three nightclubs, sort of said, as we get older and as our crowd gets older, we need to be in restaurants. And so we said, okay, let's, let's do a restaurant. Um, I think a lot of people doubted us. A lot of people said nightclub people don't know how to open a restaurant. It'll never work. Um, it was hard to raise money. We were, I felt very doubted. 
And then the nice guy was a huge success. And restaurant number two, Delilah, was an even bigger success. And so I think we proved we can do restaurants. And so the next logical point from there was like sort of take a step back and say, okay, we're no longer just a company that has a good crowd and a couple of nightclubs, right? We have some very serious nightclubs doing some real money. We have some very successful restaurants. The next logical step was let's grow this thing. Let's expand. Let's do more events. Let's do more things, you know, across the country and internationally. And like, we have something special here. And so I would say it took a moment until we had a few places to really see the path for us. We kind of just had our head down and we're inviting people and and opening these places. I, I think it was probably after like Delilah where we said we have something really special. We can be opening all over the world. Yeah, and I think that it grow through it and firsthand. And I think it's amazing, especially pioneering that modern supper club concept. Guys really got through and it transferred over to like other locations like Vegas. And now you guys are really well accepted, even more so now, and being in front of like so many eyes and ears. Yeah. And you guys are new dads, I hear. <laughs> That's so, right. And you guys are the nicest and the most humble in the industry. How do you guys balance being dads and working in such a high demand environment? I mean, it's definitely a, 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 a large challenge, right? I think the hours for what we do don't necessarily work very well with having a kid. I think both of our wives are super helpful. But like this morning, I, I just got to the office at noon because my son has I had a swim lesson and my wife couldn't be there. So I had to be in the pool with him at, <laughs> at 10 in the morning. So like I'm trying to balance both, but where I'm still was on my phone all morning, checking emails all morning. I'm up at 6 a.m. So with him. So like, I feel like I, you know, we have to work all morning or all day really. And then we're out at night. And so the key is just knowing, you know, that your work is getting done, right? As much as I want to be home all day with him or all night, hard to do that, right? And I feel like all the venues are our babies as well. So the times when I'm not at Nice Guy or Delilah or or the venues, I feel like I'm missing something or I'm getting texted from friends who are eating there saying, hey, I'm sitting, you know, at this table, come say hi. And so I I feel like either way, I'm missing something. So, you know, it's all about balance. Yeah, for me, I actually have to say, I think it actually is better for even both of us. I mean, all we really care about is our family and our and the the business, you know, and it's a good way to just focus and hone in and. You know, my whole thing is when not working really just with my wife and son. And it's it's a it's definitely like a way to fo- have, you know, focus on both. It's not easy. The the hardest part has been the expansion for both of us with the amount of travel, you know, maintaining family and personal life, the current L.A., you know, venue operations, L.A. and Vegas and expansion with construction. It's it's challenging. It really yeah, is. I, yeah. I can only imagine, but at least it like keeps you guys grounded after doing all that, being super busy. And then it gives you a little bit of room to breathe, just being with your family and, yeah. you know, seeing your kids grow up. Yep. Yep. Well, you guys have definitely broken the mold. What kind of tips can you give to entrepreneurs that are also wanting to open up their own space? I think there's different kinds of places that work, right? We, I've been to so many places lately that are just phenomenal food, right? I think I ate at Mother Wolf, um, just blown away by the pasta um, and the food there, right? And so I think if you're a chef and you're talented, you can open a place like that and be successful. But then I was also sitting there and come 10 o'clock or 1030, the place was kind of empty, 
And for what we do, I think we would be like going crazy if our restaurant was empty at those hours. Right. So I think that also opens the door for people like us who don't know how to cook. Um, we're not chefs. We're not trained in that regard, but we know how to fill a room, right? Which is a whole separate talent that no matter how good your food is and or how good your operations are, that doesn't necessarily mean your place is going to be busy. And so I think for an, for an entrepreneur, I think know what you're good at and focus on that. So if you're, if you're a great chef, that's, that's great. You should focus on that. If you're great, if you have a good network of people and love getting people together and are, you know, kind of like John and I, that, that there's that avenue too. I think it takes hard work. It takes surrounding yourself with the right people. I don't think John and I really started to gain the success we did until we had the right operations people and the right accounting people and the right HR people. Like you, you have to surround yourself with experts in every field. And I think that was our lesson to learn, right? But I think, especially in restaurants and hospitality, there's sort of different slices for different people. I have a couple of things that I think that we've lived by that, you know, could be some help for people. One is the, we, we really have and always will play the long game. Um, and by that, it's just, you know, you can't, the one thing money and whatever can't ever buy back is relationships and reputation. And so there's been a lot of people in our industry that have gotten richer, faster, more famous, faster, more so whatever it might be. And, and Brian and I have really like focused on just the key being the long game with relationships and building a real family, like a real, real business around what we're doing and staying good and above board to everyone with us, guests, clients, employees, you know, partners, all of that. And, you know, I think it pays off in the end. So it's a, it's a big thing, I think, that should be really uh, learned from kids starting out. Uh, another thing is I, I personally believe, you know, success follows quality. Um, I think that you shouldn't be driven towards something because you think it's going to make a dollar. You should be doing it because there's a reason behind it and you do it to the best. And then money and whatever success or whatever follows that. And if it doesn't, which is often, then there's a reason that you've done it. And, you know, there's something else, which leads me to my last point, which is you, you never get too high with the highs or low with the lows in the sense of like, it is a brutal business in the sense of you got to be resilient and persistent and you can't, you can't, you know, everything that goes down, everything that's a setback, you got to just learn from and come back from even as it's easier said than done especially in the moment but there's no other way um otherwise not survive in the business wow you guys that's you guys are true inspirations i love everything you guys have to say i think that all our listeners will definitely see the value in everything that you guys had to offer dan is there anything you said that is like you're you're so well experienced that it's Mm -hmm. all holding to everything that you've already done So we are really excited and honored to have you guys and just what's next for you guys and where can we get your info or how to find you? We have a few things coming up. We're building a private members club, Sunset and Doheny called the Bird Streets Club that'll open in about a month or two. We're building a Delilah in Miami that will open towards the end of this year. Yay! We have have three more slabs, our our fast casual barbecue place that will open over the next six months. One in Pasadena, one in North Hollywood, and one in Westfield, Topanga. 
So those are all very exciting. And we're building another nightclub here on Sunset. So we have our hands full at the moment. Um, and then a few more things. And you can find all the info at thehwoodgroup.com. Wow, thank you guys so much. You guys are true inspiration. And I know that after people listen to this, they're going to be truly inspired. I think that you know, hearing it from you guys, people that have done it and are successful at it, it's just going to be so valuable. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.